1: and uh, much duckier now that Alabama is winding up a, a big win at home against Auburn. Look, it wasn't the prettiest thing we ever saw. We're going to keep this podcast rather short. It's late for years truly. I've been calling HSA basketball games all day. Frankly, they were all horrible games that I called. Um there were uh, four games, all blowouts. Those are tough to call. It's even tougher to call when you're watching the game on a monitor from Silicaga, and the game's going on in Birmingham. So my voice is done, and this will be quick. But we wanted to have a reactionary podcast to Alabama's win over Auburn. It's 69-54 with 42.7 left right now. And Barnes just checked in the ball game to the uh, glee of the bench. Law dog, Tyler Barnes. No, we don't call him law dog. Well, I mean, I guess maybe we just have a law dog every every year now. We just assume the white bitch guy is, is in law school. Is that what we do? Well, his name
0: sounds like a law firm. Tyler Barnes.
1: It does sound but like a uh, law firm. It sounds like he should be standing on top of a semi-truck, doesn't it?
0: hey it's fun when we get to empty the bench and these guys get to play they practice so hard every single day just hoping to get in at the end of the game and it's so cool when they do uh, they work just as hard as the Herb Joneses and the John Petties. and look we didn't play fantastic tonight but the league was already won I thought what was most impressive to me Luke is that uh you know, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of urgency to this game. There wasn't a lot of must to this game. Yet, we played pretty hard. I'll, you know, we forced a bunch of turnovers. We didn't play pretty the whole time, but I thought the effort was there considering what was on the line, which was nothing. And I think when you can win on automatic pilot, That says a lot. and That's really what I thought about tonight. We won on automatic pilot.
1: We did. And, look, again, I'm not going to take any win against Auburn and Bruce Pearl for granted. Bruce Pearl's too good of a coach, um, and I enjoy beating Auburn too much. I'm just not going to do that. However, um, my theory about weight being lifted so we'll play a little looser was only valid for about the first, what, four minutes of the game? (laughs) Um, it seemed like after that we kind of played tight again, and now the game is over. Alabama covered the bet online, excuse me, betonline.ag spread. It was eleven. Alabama wins by twelve. Uh, first sweep of Auburn since fourteen fifteen. Kind of a big deal. Um, I like it. We've won three of the last four against Auburn. That's also a big deal. So look, there's a lot of positives to take away from this, but let's also not let's take the Auburn side off of it. Let's take the, the name Auburn away from it. This team had no point guard. No point guard. Uh-huh. And right. we did force them into 22 or 23 turnovers. I think ESPN's got them listed with 22. I thought they said 23. But, you know, it, it's it just Man, we got to start hitting some shots too. I got to look at our three-pointers. We we looked like we were pretty hot from beyond the arc at first. We ended up 10 of 35. Quinterly was only 1 of 5. Ellis was 0 of 1. Well, I thought Ellis hit one earlier, but I guess he didn't. Uh, Reese was 0 of 1. Miles was 0 of 1. Um, Shackelford now was 5 of 9, and Petty was 3 of 8. Um, But Herb Jones was 0 for 3, and Bruner hit his first one then missed his last three. So, I mean, I'm just ready for this team to start shooting well again, and I don't know what it's going to take. That is a little bit worrisome to me.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, uh, on the last podcast I predicted we would beat Auburn easily and then struggle to beat Georgia and Athens. Uh, We did beat Auburn fairly easily, but we did it differently than I thought. A lot of it was behind Auburn's turnovers. And uh, like you just pointed out, Luke, uh, Auburn doesn't really have a true point guard. That's going to lead to some turnovers. And and that really happened tonight. Credit Alabama's defense, but also uh, just Auburn not having Sharif Cooper on the floor made a huge difference. And uh, I really thought Alabama would blow out Auburn tonight because we'd find that shooting touch again from behind the arc it didn't happen hopefully it'll happen this weekend needs to happen before the NCAA tournament because for Alabama to advance in the NCAA tournament and make a sweet 16 type run an elite eight type run it's gonna have to be behind an improved offense and knocking down those shots the defense will carry Alabama but only so far so Alabama's got to find the shot. It wasn't there tonight. Shackelford shot it pretty good. Petty shot it pretty good. Everyone else was 0 for 1,000. Uh, but still, uh, sweep in Auburn. What a great year. And just one win short now of going 16-2 and two in the SEC. Are you kidding me? Alabama's also won, Luke, 16 of their last 19 games. We can knit and we can pick with what hasn't been great during those 19 games, but Alabama has won 16 out of 19. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, tell you something else that's awesome Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on 20. That's locked on 20, all one word with the 20 on the end. You'll get 20% off that order. 18 amazing flavors. It, it, actually, more than that. They've got some special flavors that come out, but some of the ones I love, the caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, all that's incredible. And, of course, the originals, the raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, all that. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. It's great for the health conscious guy. That's, that's something that's important. I'm not that guy, but if you are, <laughs> then you're, you should be uh, thankful that Built Bar exists. Um, For instance, uh, the flavor profile for peanut butter, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams net carbs. You can't beat that with a stick. Come on now. Also, free cooler with purchase while surprise last. This only lasts for a short time so I mean you can I hope you put your order in quickly see if you can get that free cooler I, I can't guarantee that but you could but use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com and get that 20% promo locked on 20 locked on 20 is the promo locked on 20 at builtbar.com also want to tell you about dot BetOnline.ag. betonline.ag is the place to go to put your bed in it's a great site. Uh, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I know football's over, kind of. There's still some football out there, but you got NBA, college basketball, NHL, reality TV, award shows, TV shows. You can bet on all that stuff, real-time updated odds and props on most anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news and scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Easy to pay in, even easier to get paid. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Go to betonline.ag, betonline.ag, promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus. Finally, Jimmy, I got to tell everybody about a new sponsor Kaleidoscope Sweet. Media. Yeah, Kaleidoscope Media yep. LLC. If you're building a new home or remodeling your current home, and you need to truly envision your dream before greenlighting the project, you want to hear me out on this. The good folks at Kaleidoscope Media can help with all your architectural visualization needs. They can, they can do that. They can help you visualize. They can even help me talk sometimes. From seeing and exploring your remodel layout, envisioning your custom kitchen, to fully realize new home construction planning, they can do it all. They specialize in 3D modeling and photorealistic rendering. Kaleidoscope Media is owned and operated by a husband and wife duo of Casey and Michael Moore, could be Cassie, I think it's Cassie, sorry about that, Cassie, out of Baldwin County, Alabama. Michael served two tours in Iraq and is a decorated disabled veteran. That's so cool. Mike, I hope you're listening to this, and thank you, buddy. Following his military career, he pursued a degree in industrial design, his his talent coupled with Cassie's love for people, made the perfect combination for a business to start. These two really know what they're talking about, I promise you folks. Kaleidoscope Media, LLC, their goal is to help people save money on future builds, remodels, additions, whatever, by virtually building the space and using 3D modeling and photorealistic renderings. This technique and technology allows clients to make necessary design changes before materials are purchased. I'm sure you've heard of horror stories of costly mistakes with design and remodel process. I know personally, Luke Robinson here, I've had that problem. Don't make that mistake. Don't don't be like me. Call Kaleidoscope Media, LLC. You can call them at 251-517-7188. That's 251-517-7188 for a free consultation or visit www.kal-media.com and see their amazing work for yourself. That's www.kal-media.com. Again, you'd be, so why not give them a call? It's free. So give Kaleidoscope Media a call. Great people, again, a veteran, you can trust them. And you their husband and wife team. You can't beat that. So go check out Kaleidoscope Media. We'd appreciate it. Okay, Jimmy, uh, let's get back to this game for a second. Um, so, yeah, I'll tell you one thing I am encouraged by, and that's Jaden Shackelford. Jaden Shackelford has now played really well in two of the last three games, and I think that's very positive. We need him. And he, he and Quinterly are getting to the bucket uh, with relative ease, no matter who's guarding them.
0: Jaden is a scorer. He's probably our best scorer in terms of like game-to-game-to-game-to-game-to-game. It's Jaden because he can knock down the three. He can get to the rim. Obviously, he still has ways to go on defense. I'm sure that's what they're working on with him all the time. But uh, Shackelford is uh, dependable. He's turned, And, you know, he didn't start off the year so great. And it's cool that late in the year, he has literally turned into our most dependable scorer down the stretch, along with Quinterly who also needs to get better on the defensive end. But, man, it's it's fun watching those guys go to the rim, and they're both dependable shooters. And I'm telling you now, now that we're getting down the stretch, at some point we're going to be in a huge game, and we're going to need a three to win or tie. It's going to be either Quinn Early or Shaq, right?
1: I'm, my money is on uh, Shaq right now, but it's close oddly I, I i think a lot of people would answer john petty uh well i say oddly i i don't think that part's the odd part the odd part is i would out petty might be fourth on my list he really might be um he's just I, so streaky i love him is he is he yeah, really love, even he's streaky Streaky. but, but you I mean he's right. either hitting it or
0: he's not but
1: you know? but here's the thing he's he's not hitting it more than he's hitting it. and that's so weird to say, and I'm not cutting him down. I love John Petty. I think he's fantastic. He's really changed his game in some real positive ways. His defense has gotten better. He did miss a wide open, nobody around him breakout dunk tonight, which was bizarre, but um, he's, he's gotten better. He's gotten a lot better. And, you know, people love to remember the, the 10 three pointers he had in one game or, the game against LSU where he hit his, what, first six three-pointers or whatever it was this year? It um, was ridiculous. That was awesome. But those games, I mean, it's sort of like – do you remember Rod Grizzard was sort of this way? Like, you you feel like, okay, I want him shooting the three, but nah, not really. You know what I mean? I love that
0: comp. I've never really thought of it before until you just said it. I love that comp, Grisard, De Petty, DePetty. They are remarkably similar players. I will I will say this for Petty. I think Petty's better on the defensive end, a little bit more of a blue-collar guy. Definitely. But offensively, so similar to where they're just, some games they would just take over and the opposition had no chance. But it wasn't game in, game out. It wasn't the consistency you would like to see. And that's why even though Grizzard had a ton of nba ability he couldn't stick it out in that league and and i think it's a good good kind of a beacon for petty uh and and petty has a better chance because he brings more to the table defensively than rod did but uh i love that comparison both in-state guys highly recruited guys five-star type guys uh streaky three-point shooters fan favorites uh i love them both but uh that's yeah, just not the it's just not the same performance night in night out kept rod out of the nba we'll see how it works out for john but 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 john is a more of a all-around player i think petty's better defensively
1: you know rod Grizzard was sort of a poor man's lamar odom um in a way <laughs> long uh lanky but but deceptively strong at times um, could, could shoot. I mean, like when he was on, it was beautiful. When he was off, man, it didn't matter how his shot looked. It was just, it was a clunker. And that just, there just seemed to be a lot of clanks tonight from Petty. And uh, man, I, I, I'm just ready for him to have another one of those LSU games. I really am. And I hope they come, I hope it comes in the NCAA tournament, not even the SEC tournament, just in the NCAA tournament. So um, I think tonight we also locked up a two C No matter what happens, from henceforth, I think we locked up a two seed. Now, we might be a two with Gonzaga if we lose uh, against Georgia and then lose in the first round of the SEC tournament. That may happen. But I think we're a two seed no matter what, which is something certainly to be proud of. No worse than a two seed, I should say. So, Jimmy, two things, let's take a break. Uh, Wait a minute. I'm going to let you tell those two things after this break. So, Jimmy, when we come back, Jimmy's got two things. So, y'all stick around for those two things because I have no idea what they are. All right, Jimmy, what are your two things? Uh, First of the two things, kudos
0: to Illinois. You know, the other day I just said, I think I'm going to pick Michigan to win the NCAA tournament. Illinois beat the ever-living hell out of Michigan tonight. (laughs) Maybe I should be picking Illinois to win the NCAA tournament. Uh, They're a very, very good team. Just destroyed the Wolverines tonight. And uh, wow. So uh, watch out for Illinois in the NCAA tournament. And uh, secondly, we're talking about Rod Grizzard, one of my favorite players. And uh, I probably told this story on Talking Tuscaloosa years ago, but it's so long ago, everybody would have forgot it by now. But my, uh, I would say my favorite Rod Grizzard story, but it's actually my only Rod Grizzard story. After his career at Alabama, I think he, he goes pro after his junior year, and uh, he, he's playing in. What now is called the G League, and I think back then it was called the D League, which is basically the NBA Developmental League. And inexplicably, Mobile had an NBA Developmental League team. It it couldn't have lasted more than a year or two because Mobile's horrible at supporting basketball. But (laughs) Mobile had a D League team that played at the Civic Center, and Rod was on the the initial – Mobile D League team with some other recognizable players, and uh, they were staying during their training camp in the hotel that was attached to the tower where my uh, law off, my law offices were. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Maybe I'll bump into Grisard around the building. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And then I, I never saw him. I, I knew the team was around, but I never saw Rod. And then. The late afternoon, Alabama is opening up their season against, I believe, Oklahoma in Madison Square Garden. Mark Godfrey's the coach. And I'm leaving my office a little early because I want to get to my house to watch Alabama play Oklahoma. It's the season opener. And I'm on my way to the parking garage. And who do I bump into just one-on-one? He, he he didn't have any pals with him or anything i'm just like it's rod grizzard he's walking right at me and i'm like holy crap it's rod grizzard and i'm like hey rod how you doing man it's like good i'm like hey my name's jimmy i'm am a lawyer in the building and uh you know my office is here i'm a huge alabama fan i'm i'm on my way home right now to watch alabama play oklahoma and he's like yeah man when is that tip i'm like in like an hour and a half i'm just going to pick up some beer and order some pizza and watch it at the house you're going to watch? And he's like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to watch that. Gosh, uh, where are you watching it? He asked me that. And I'm like, well, just at my house. And he's like, oh, man. And I'm like, you want to watch? And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, you want to you wanna go with me? And he, and he's like, well, we got this, uh, we got this curfew. I got to be back by like 10. I'm like, dude, the game will be over at like 8. I'll, I'll have you back here. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like the coolest thing ever. I've met Rod Grisard for 30 seconds. I told him I'm a big Alabama fan, and this is his first game, not being with the team. If he, if he wouldn't have left pro, if he hadn't gone pro, he'd still be on this team. I mean, this is his rookie year in the D League, and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me, let, let me. So he picks up his cell phone and he calls one of his buddies on the team, and he's like. Hey, I'm gonna watch Alabama play. You, you got, you, you want to come into the room and watch? He's like, yeah. So he gets off the phone. And he's like, I'm gonna watch one of my teammates. I don't want to risk missing curfew. Then I'm like, oh, I totally understand. I'm like, uh, that, that's cool. And he's like, uh, hey, but I'll see you around. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you around. And I went, I'm like, gosh, I almost watched Alabama-Oklahoma with Rod Grizzard in my house. And what I really look back on. <laughs> is the look on my wife's face if I'd have strolled into my house with pizza and beer and Rod Grizzard to watch Alabama play Oklahoma in the opener that season. So
1: didn't happen, but it was close. So your story is you almost Nothing had happened. a date with Rod Grizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. I'm
0: going to tell you the truth. I mean, well, and then when you throw the curveball, I almost had a date with Rod Grizzard and the look on my wife's face when that would have happened.
1: I I that would have been something if you had walked in the door with a case of beer and Rod Grizzard and go, Hey honey, we gotta be done with this by eight. She's like, Done with what? <laughs> because I don't know what you got planned, but count me out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's literally what would have happened. And you know how all our, all our wives are about the house and having to clean. Cause if I'd, I would have really under normal circumstances have needed to give her like three days notice. If we had a guest like Rod Grizzard at the house, my, <laughs> much less just showing up with, Hey, here's my new six, eight friend. <laughs> we're going to watch the Oklahoma game.
1: Oh God. I mean, that is, that is pretty funny. I mean, you just, I like, I mean, you know, it, it reminds me, did I ever tell you, uh, this becomes story time. We beat Auburn. Everybody knows it, whatever. Did I ever tell you the story about uh, my son Truett who has Asperger's. And um, so he he's kind of, you know, they kind of, social cues aren't great his picking up of social cues isn't great um you know when he was a kid like any loud noise freaked him out to i mean he used to he learned to count backwards when he was really young cuz i had him signed up for basketball and said we were playing and he'd be pretty good and then but then when the clock hit 1 minute and then 59 58 he would just stand at midcourt and put his fingers in his ears and almost start crying cuz he was so worried about the buzzer coming down in a minute Oh, goodness. Um goodness. Yeah, it was sad. Uh but so he doesn't really you know, he doesn't talk much, he still doesn't talk much. I mean, I'll ride in the car with him from Ohio to Alabama and he'll say four words. I mean, he's just not a you know, it's just not his deal. He couldn't do a pod he'd be terrible at podcasting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just be it's it's called white. So Man. are we. I mean yeah. let's not I mean, let's
0: was, let's yeah. not cast any
1: stones. Yeah, I'm not I'm not. I mean, we're different for different reasons. We do talk that <laughs> which makes us awful. But um anyway. So, Truett, uh, it was some winter and and we decided, maybe it was in October, I can't remember, but the lake was down. I was over at a friend's house with his young kids, his young boys, and we were all just sitting around a campfire. You know, and it's, it's always kind of awkward for me because I am a talker for the most part and Truett just wouldn't talk and I was, always, I was always trying to encourage him to talk. Well, my friend was like, hey, boys, why don't you all tell us a scary story? you know, a a Halloween story or something. So the first boy tells a Halloween story that he made up and, you know, everybody's like, woo. And the next story, you know, so one of the kids tells one we're like, oh, And then Truett goes, I, I, I want to tell one. And I said, okay, great. You know, I was so proud of him. Truett said, okay. So it was dark and we were all, um, out by this house that had boards on it and had bats flying in it. And it was dark. And there was no one around. All you could hear were owls and screeches and creaks. And I mean, we were we were like, "Oh my God!" He's describing this really well. And he kept saying, "So we get closer to the house, and we open the door, and he made the little noise, and our know, he said, and we go inside and say hello, and there's an echo, and it's scary to all of us, but we we feel." Com- compelled to go in he didn't say compelled he was only like six but he said we he basically said we felt compelled to go in that's how i remember the story now and um we were all like oh shit what is going on and he said we heard a scratching noise behind one of the closet doors and it grew louder and louder and it kept saying help me help me so i reached for the door and i turned the knob and Truett was so into this story that he was, like, looking at the fire, not looking at us. And he had his hands out, like, talking with his hands. And we were all, like, huddled around him, like, oh, shit, what is, what is this boy going to tell us? He knows something. And um, Truett looked up, realized that all of us were looking at him. His, his Asperger's kicked in. And we were all, like, on the edge of our seats. And he goes, and I opened the door, but there was nothing there. So it wasn't a big deal, and we all left. that was kind of like what your story was like (laughs) and I mean like he looked up and saw that we were all interested and he was like um oh shit I don't do this and so he quit doing that uh
0: (laughs) I guess my story was more like let me tell you about the night I did not get to hang out with Rod Grizzard
1: yeah or hey man I should tell you something the other night I was so close to, to making out with Taylor Swift. Really? Oh yeah, she was in Georgia and I was in Texas. I mean, I could have just easily driven over there if she knew me. I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of what your story was. But uh, anyway, I didn't, I
0: didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to mention anything about not making out or making out because it was kind of a, uh, it was kind of a holy moly! Uh, I'm bringing Rod Grisard home. kind of a story I guess if you look at it that way but uh no I didn't get to bring home Rod Grisard but he, he was so nice and uh while I was uh I guess you would say uh Heisman he put out his his hand and then it didn't happen uh he seriously considered it and oh what a story it could have been or would have been and I believe Alabama won the game I think we did beat Oklahoma in that Season opener, which is a big deal, uh, coming off the year that we lost Grizzard and Dudley, and uh, you know, and uh, we we're pretty good, we we're pretty good back then,
1: pretty good tonight. You make you make this story somehow worse the more you keep talking about it. I mean, you <laughs> can let it go. And I, by the way, I wanted to bring up this point I'm glad that the D League did change to the G League I think the G League is for Gatorade, but. Um, the D, the D league was really the worst name for the developmental league. I mean, it's yeah. like, might as well call having, it the F league. Well, yeah, also, I was gonna say it's like having a, a scuba camp called Fun Underwater. Yeah, we just call it FU for short, so come on over if <laughs> you. Know, I mean, this is it, you need a different name, call it the almost NBA or something, the A NBA. Anyway, all right, Jimmy, I'm going to bed. I got to get up and call four more high school games in the morning. So roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.